Welcome to the Beauty Talk Podcast, where we feature how the best medical practitioners help their patients to look better, younger, and healthier. Now, enjoy the show, and here's your host. Daniel Gao here. I'm the host of Beauty Talk. We feature the top medical practitioners in health and beauty, both inside and out. I have Denise Serrano, a board-certified physician assistant with extensive expertise in cosmetic dermatology and aesthetics. She is a renowned educator, speaker, and practitioner known for her natural enhancements and commitment to holistic approaches. With a profound understanding of Allergan products, Denise has achieved recognition as a top producer in injectable revenue and the number one clinician with Allergan and Galderma. Currently, she leads the team at Skin Spirit, the first innovation New Jersey-based clinic recognized as the number one national Allergan account in the U.S. So Denise, welcome and glad to have you on the show. Thanks for the introduction, Daniel. I'm happy to be here. So let's dive right, right into it. How did you first sure. get interested in aesthetics? So it's a funny story because it was completely unintentional. Um, I started my career out working in emergency medicine and I had a colleague and friend say to me, hey, I'm opening up a med spa in Manhattan. I would love for you to inject Botox there. And I was like, what is Botox? And he said, why don't you take this weekend course and learn how to do it? And I thought, oh, well, that seems like a good way to make quick cash. So let me just take this course. And I did. And while I was sitting there, I really liked it. I really liked what I was listening to. And I really liked doing the procedure. But I walked out of there feeling empty, like I didn't really learn much. And then I started doing this side hustle, so to speak, and it felt a bit wrong. It felt like I was doing my patients a disservice by knowing so little. So I had like an aha moment or an epiphany, if you will, and I decided to change my life and my my professional life and stop working in emergency medicine. And I started applying to jobs at a med spa. And to be quite honest with you, a lot of people turned me down because I had no experience. But then I applied um, to a dermatology position that was looking for a Spanish-speaking physician assistant. And I landed the job and that's where I really got my hands, um, my hand skills in performing injectable procedures was once I started working alongside a dermatologist. And that's kind of how it happened accidentally, but the passion grew from there. Got it. Now, you've really come a long way from that accidentally getting into the industry. Yeah. Uh, now you're a, a KOL, a key opinion leader for Allergan. So can you talk a little bit about that kind of that journey from you first getting started to now you're a, you're a KOL. Yeah. You know, I don't I stay humble about it because I, I there are so many KOLs that I, I look up to and I definitely don't feel like I know it all. But I initially started out as some as a clinician. Um, and then I started posting some of my work on websites and social media platforms and I had a lot of my colleagues reach out to me saying, hey, like I want to learn from you. Tell me what you're doing. Do you do private trainings? Can I come train with you? And I was like, wow, there's really a need for education in this industry. So I started, uh, I opened up my own LLC, my own business, and I started training my colleagues through my own business. And I really like grew passionate about education and training others on how to perform these treatments. And that's when Allergan started to notice some of my before and after work and Galderma as well. 
and they approached me as being someone on their team to educate others in their products. So it's how it happened and I've just become more and more passionate about certain product lines and I've really like broken some barriers and started doing things that maybe other aesthetic medical practitioners are not doing and learning through my own mistakes and then presenting this to the companies that are making the products so that they can learn from that and and then teach others. So that's kind of been the sequence of events for me over the years. Oh, that's fantastic. And now you are part of Skin Spirit. So please, yeah. you can talk a little about Skin Spirit and especially you being a first generation American to partner with Skin Spirit. Yeah, thank you. I feel really proud to be a part of this company. It started out in 2003. So that is pretty much at the birth of neurotoxins when people started injecting Botox. And so it took a long time for me to come to this decision of being a part of this company. But I, I feel proud because they've been around for so long. They have an amazing medical director, plastic surgeon, doctor business, we recently brought on as a company um, Dr. Shinharani, who's a renowned plastic surgeon as our director of aesthetic education. And just being surrounded by so many like-minded individuals who share a passion for the industry and a passion for learning and safe medical practices in the aesthetic world is why I joined Skin Spirit. And our CEO and one of the co-founders, Lynn Hublein, is just a mastermind and someone who really values a hardworking employee and innovation and that like push forward mentality is why I decided to be a part of the team and I, I believe that there's just no better company than Skin Spirit to work with. In America they are really the leaders of, of the injectable world. Got it. Now, yeah. can you talk about some of the more or the most popular treatments that your patients come to you for? And also, why do you think they're the most popular? Oh, okay. So basically what I've been branded for over the years has been this full face restoration approach with dermal fillers. And I think that that's become super popular because most people that dip their toes into the aesthetic world want an, a natural result. I would say. And in order to deliver that natural result, when we look at a face, we can't just treat one area and ignore the other areas of the face. So by placing small amounts of filler strategically in certain parts of the face, we can create a restored appearance, but yet natural appearance. And that I would say is the most popular procedure that I perform on the daily and it might even be the number one procedure that I performed on a on the daily with my patients and then I incorporate skincare and energy devices with that but that's always like the first thing that draws patients to me. Got it. Now, are there any new or emerging treatments that you're seeing in your space that you're particularly excited about? Yeah, so we uh, recently brought on the Softwave, which is a high intensity ultrasound focused device. And we love the Softwave because it's a parallel beam ultrasound. So it hits the dermis at two and a half millimeters in depth. So it directly targets uh, the dermis, which is where all that collagen and elastin production occurs. And by targeting that, we can create a uh, more rejuvenated appearing skin that's more luminous um, and thicker with less wrinkles, but we also can achieve a tightening effect of the skin. And that to me is revolutionary because we can't just keep doing filler on patients 
and over time they can become overfilled we have to address the other parts of aging and one of those parts is the um, the skin laxity concern and a, a, another really cool thing about the soft wave is that there's no downtime and you only need two treatments spaced a month apart to see that natural result of skin tightening okay got it yeah. now i want to talk a little bit about the the business the practice what would you say is really the biggest differentiators of what sets your practice apart from others in the industry well i would say our practice at skin spirit park ridge what sets us apart is really the holistic approach so when someone comes to our clinic it's not like a mcdonald's menu where they order you know, lip filler and that's what they get and they walk out with. All of the aesthetic practitioners really take the time to create an individualized tailored plan for the year for our patients. So we address all the different concerns, not just the injectable piece, but also the skincare piece, the skin laxity concerns that I was mentioning earlier. And it's really like a year at a glance. So mostly everyone is getting a full face consultation, even if they just come in for one specific concern. And the reason why we do this is because we really want to deliver natural results and holistic results for our patients. Got it. Now, I do want to ask you about uh, the success you've had through social media and building your brand. And uh, really, you've done a very good job of doing it that way without having to rely on other types of marketing channels. So could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so building social media has been no easy feat. It's uh, taken me years. I started my Instagram page back in 2017. And I've really, honestly, there's no secret sauce to it. You just engage with your followers. You post every single day. You are real and authentic and the followers will come. And that's basically how I've grown. I've never paid for advertising. I've never paid for followers. Just by consistently posting, I feel that I've grown tremendously. Actually, not too long ago, my social media page got hacked. Um, and that was really devastating, but I managed to uh, retrieve it, you know, and it just goes to show that you know, I, I had time to reflect on that and just thinking the value of ensuring that you create in-person connections with patients as well, not just through social media. It's just something that I, I just want to tell the world is to not just rely on that one tool that you have in connection to patients as much as I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That, that, that reminds me of somebody else who was also very big in the social media market space for aesthetics. She was very big on Instagram and then it was Instagram that kind of shut her account down until it could verify it was really her. And it took months. And during that time, she wasn't able to get anyone through that channel. So uh, yeah. there's a lot of people out there that can that can relate to that, either that happening to them or that worry. But I think it, aside from that, you've done a fantastic job as far as growing that following and just showing people what you can do. Yeah, yeah, honestly, it's just been consistently posting, trying to put myself in a consumer's shoes and thinking like, what would they, if I was someone who's never gotten these procedures done, what would I want to hear about? What would I want to learn about? Mm -hmm. Okay. Now with that in mind, could you talk a little bit about how you approach educating your patients about the services you offer and the benefits of it? Well, one thing that I think sets me apart as a practitioner and our clinic at Skin Spirit Park Ridge as a whole is that we take very long, we do very long consultations. So 
I sit with my patients for at least an hour if I've met them for the first time and I go from A to Z and talk them through everything that has to do with what procedures they're interested in, both the good and the bad. And I, then I let my patient make an educated decision based upon the information that I shared and then what they actually want to do. Of course, there I am there to guide them, but really just setting expectations and being completely transparent about what they're about to dive into. Okay, got it. Now, for those who don't or are not so aware, how would you describe in your own words when it comes to the different types of treatments, like the treatments that a medical spa provides and how those differ from your traditional cosmetic surgery treatments? So you're saying like what the difference would yeah, be? Yeah, what's the difference? Some, mm -hmm. The non-invasive versus surgery? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, there's a huge difference. Mm -hmm. um, Undergoing surgery means general anesthesia. Of course, there's always going to be a little bit more risk. It depends on, you know, the concern too, if someone who is in their 60s has never done anything for their skin, and then all of a sudden they're pulling their skin back all the way like this, they're looking for that skin tightening. There's not a ton that non-invasive procedures can do for them. Conversely, our non-invasive procedures that we offer at medical spas, there is risk that comes with a lot of the procedures as with everything in life, but the risk is not like a life or death risk. Whereas with surgery, anytime you go under the knife, life or death is definitely a concern. So there, I believe that there is a time and a place for everything. I am a huge proponent of plastic surgery in those that are the right candidates. It just depends on what the individual concerns are. Again, if it's, you know, if you have a 30 year old something person that doesn't have a ton of laxity, then they are the perfect candidate for these non-invasive treatments. Got it. Yeah. Now, I'm sure that you, you get uh, patients who uh, maybe have some misconceptions about the services and the treatments that you provide. So what would you say are some of the most common misconceptions um, that you hear about your treatments? I think the most popular one right now is that every single person that gets filler ends up with filler migration or ends up having to dissolve their filler at one point in time. I think that's a huge misconception and it's sad to say the reality is a lot of patients end up getting their fillers dissolved. But one thing that I like to point out is, like I mentioned early on in our interview, it's very easy for any PA and PRN physician to go out and take a one weekend course and start injecting people. So if you think about that, think about how many inexperienced medical professionals there are out there injecting Botox and filler. And because of that, there's a lot of bad work in the country. So my point is in the right hands, these complications are very rare. So I'm not saying I'm perfect. I've definitely had to dissolve my work over the years, nothing crazy, but here and there, minor corrections. But for the most part, I have not had any filler migration issues with my patients. The filler that I've done for them five years ago still looks pretty good today. So I think that that's a, a very common misconception that is trending right now. Got it. Now, yeah. when it comes to when patients do come in and get a treatment done, how would you say that you balance between providing that really relaxing experience for them but also at the same time, ensuring their safety and well-being during the treatment. Well, I, I'm never doing a consultation and 
procedure at the same time. So whenever I am consulting with the patient, I'm sitting down at an eye level with the patient, chatting with them through the procedure. And then once we're done with our conversation and we've decided what procedure we're gonna do, that's kind of like when my mind shifts gears and is in like more of a surgical mindset. So I, you know, sanitize, I put on my gloves, I ensure that we have a septic feet, an antiseptic field. My assistant helps me with patient cleansing. And then, you know, my I have my assistant who helps me distract patients from pain so that I can really focus on the procedure that I'm tasked with. Got it. Yeah. Now, for this next question, I'm actually I'm curious to see how you'd answer this one. Um, but when people think about medicine. They think yeah. that oh, there's a step-by-step -step process, there's a protocol, there's a process that's in place. But what would you say, what role does creativity play in how you approach your patient care? Oh, I love this question. It plays a huge role. And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm so drawn into this field. When I became a PA, I liked what I did, but I was not passionate about what I was doing in the emergency room. So it wasn't until I got into aesthetics that I could draw into and tap, sorry, excuse me, tap into my creative side. And there's definitely an artistic side. So I'm horrible at math. I'm the first to admit it, but I am very artistic. So I was a ballet dancer my whole life. And I just feel like that side of me, I could really tap into when it comes to my facial sculpting work with filler. So it's interesting because in the back of my mind, I have the anatomy in my mind, but what I'm looking at with my own eyes is very artistic and ensuring that the placement is very strategic and and proper. And it, it really is almost like a painting, like you're painting a face. Mm -hmm. and I think that's the first time I've, I've heard that, uh, that metaphor for it, but I think it's very true. It is very true that you, you definitely have that artistic eye. Not everyone is the same and it requires a little bit of creativity, a little bit of uh, changes from person to person. Absolutely. I hope I answered the question. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a very good answer. Now, good. I'm sure throughout your experience, you must have run to some particularly challenging cases. So could you talk to me about one case in particular that you can think of? That was just really, really tough, really challenging, but and how you were able to get a successful outcome at the end of it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've had a, I've had a lot of those. I think that really holding my patient's hand throughout the whole process and telling them that their end goal we can get to, but we have to take it step by step. So, you know, I've had a patient who, as an example, is postpartum you know, hasn't done any skincare or anything to their face with filler or Botox for say four years because they've had children back to back and they want to go from postpartum to looking like they did five, 10 years ago. Unfortunately, it doesn't happen overnight. So just ensuring that um, they understand that it is a journey and that we are going to get there, but it may take a couple of months. and when all is said and done and we tackle all the different concerns that this particular person has they feel so refreshed they feel like a new a new woman or a new man and um i i've had tears in my chair with how happy they've been with the transformation over the, the several months that have gone by so yeah. i think those are challenging cases 
that I feel like I've hit a home run with. And I think that you really bring up a good point as far as sometimes you've had results where your patients are in tears about just what you've done to transform them. Yeah. I think a lot of people think about the aesthetic industry as, oh, it's all about vanity. It's all just about looks. But when you're really in it and you really experience it, it's for situations like this. It's yeah. like you're able to turn someone's life around just by making them feel beautiful or yeah. feel uh, confident confident in their own skin sometimes what you feel like on the inside is not reflected on the outside so you might feel sexy or like a leader and or what one of those powerful things that you feel but it's not reflected on the outside because for whatever reason be able to focus on yourself for so long mm -hmm. yeah, so that's um that's why i do what i do yeah, I think it's the reason why a lot of people in aesthetics do what they do. It's for it's for this reason. And it's I've interviewed a lot of practitioners. And when I ask this question about, hey, like, tell me some some challenging cases you've run into. And almost all of them say it's because I, I did this that I was able to turn this person's life around. And they were in tears when they saw it. And so I think that that's what people really have to realize with aesthetics. It's not just about the looks or the vanity. It's about on the inside, on the outside. Exactly. Exactly. You worded that so beautifully. Now, Denise, where do you think the future of aesthetics is going? Oh, man, I'm so excited about the future. I feel that right now, one thing that uh, we're all learning about and want to learn more about is regenerative medicine. So how to rewind the clock, how to rebuild collagen that we've lost over the years how we can um, put stem cells into our skin to get a more luminous, glowy appearance with our skin. That's really where I see the aesthetic field going, just aging backwards. Mm -hmm. And that's what gets me very excited, is combining not just filler, uh, or sorry, not just doing filler, but combining it with anything that has to do with collagen production and rewinding the clock physically, like physically creating new DNA channels, new collagen channels for all of my patients. Got it. Now, Denise, I have one last question for you, but before I ask it, I want to point people to your website at www.skinspirit.com and also the link to your individual profile. It's going to be down in the link below. Now, the last question is, what is the most important piece of advice you can give to someone who's thinking about getting some type of aesthetic procedure, some type of aesthetic treatment done, but isn't sure which provider to choose? I would say the first step is to choose your provider. So a lot of people go into it thinking, what procedure is good for me? What do I do about my under eye bags? The question you should be asking yourself is, which provider do I go see? So doing your research behind who you're gonna go see, not price shopping your face, not bargaining your face. And then after you select your provider, your provider will be the one to tell you what's best for you and the desired outcome that you're looking for. So um, that that's what I have to say. Okay, got it. Well, yeah. there you have it, Denise sharing your expertise. Now, Denise, where can people contact you in your practice? They can, so I have a link, like a link tree. It's actually called Popple. On my Instagram bio, you click a book with me. But when you click that, you have access to text me or to email my assistant. And that's how you can get in touch with me to um, ask me any further questions. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on the show and sharing your message. 
Thank you so much. Really appreciate you. Thanks for listening to the Beauty Talk podcast. Any questions, please contact the practice directly with the contact information provided during the show. We'll see you again next time. Bye for now.